Inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. And good morning. Good morning. This is Outlook on Radio Western. 949 CHRW, and uh, we're back on another Monday, last uh, week here, full week of uh, March, right, Brett? Yeah, and it's our first episode of spring, so that's nice. Yeah, and uh, we just wanted to say thank you last week for uh, CTV London, uh, who came and uh, check, checking out our show. We were on um, the news um, that night, and uh, it is online still. It's If you go to our Twitter, at uh, Outlook CFB. Um, there have been some links for that posted, but um, that was great. But uh, this week we're moving on with another interview. Yeah, so we've been we've been lucky enough to have this media coverage, as Carrie said, CTV and CBC, and then we've also had uh, quite a few guests. We've had five guests so far, and today we have our sixth guest on the show and our first uh, sighted guest. All of our <laughs> prior. Uh, guests on the show were visually impaired, so it's nice to have a different perspective. And yeah, welcome. We're, Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, maybe if you wanted to introduce yourself, your name. Yeah, your my name's Jonna McGrath, and I'm a violinist, a music teacher here. I still go to Western. I'm in my master's, just finishing up right now, and I'm about to leave to go to Teachers College in Kingston at Queens. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's so exciting. We're kind of, we were so happy for you about that. It's Thank a big, you. big change there. And thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big change. I wanted to get <laughs> her on and uh, do an interview with her uh, before she leaves because, uh, yeah. So I've been playing violin for the last three years, and she's been my teacher. So yeah. I wanted to speak with her a little <laughs> bit about that. For sure. Yeah, it's been so fun, and I've learned so much. I probably learned just as much from you as you have from me. So it's been an amazing experience. So. Yeah, it's great when we hear people. <laughs> I've yeah. heard, you know, I've heard that before, and that's always great to hear. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what a teacher should be. That should mm-hmm. be what happens, right? Is Absolutely. You're a teacher, but you should you also are learning from your students. So. Absolutely. Um, and having a having a blind student is something I I know you probably haven't had before. No, so. never, never had before. It was amazing. Yeah. So, how long have you been playing the violin? Uh, Twenty years this year. Twenty years. So. Wow. Most of my life. I'm 23, so... Most of your life. Basically all of my life. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, they they say it's... If you start in, playing an instrument at an early age, it is a little easier, maybe. Um, but that, that that shouldn't deter anyone from picking up an instrument later on in age, right? So well, it's, for sure. You can learn an instrument at any age, and I think that it's great when I hear older people, even adults in their 50s and 60s, are learning instruments. I think that's amazing. I think that that's great. So any age, it can happen at any age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite the pair, you playing since you were three or four and me playing mm-hmm. since I was 33 or four. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I've been a student, obviously, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, had you ever met a blind person before? Um, no. Yeah. I've never, I've, um, when I was growing up, there were some blind fa- um, families, actually, but I've never had the chance to actually speak to any of them or interact with any of them. So I really, it was very new to me when you came to me, and um, I really had to 
discover a lot. Yeah, that's sort of a common thing we discuss on the show how, and one of the main reasons we do this show is that most people don't know anyone who's blind or have never, I mean, they've Obviously, you've probably seen someone before, like passing for by sure, or something, but sure. people don't often get the chance to meet someone. So it's kind of interesting to to uh, ask that question and, you know, sort of change that. And hopefully people do meet more blind people because. Yeah, absolutely. Even even in terms of music, um, Carrie was telling me about uh, music with Braille and I had no idea that even existed. And so it's just even things like that. I I think that that's really awesome that I was able to have the chance to to learn about through her. So I'm very I'm very happy about that. It was very cool. Yeah, I <laughs> I I generally play gu- guitar and yeah. I play um, just by ear, but in high school I did take music and I played trumpet for a couple of years so it was introduced to braille music a little bit cool um, I haven't really kept up with it and it's <laughs> it, it is tricky because it's, you can't really read and play at the same time right right uh, right. so it's, it still takes a lot of memorization when you can't see that term <laughs> sight reading yes yeah. yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not an option it doesn't really yeah. work yeah um, but it's still great that it, it is an option and it's it is out there so yeah well I wanted just to point out that yeah that, I mean Outlook is a show here by um, two siblings, the two of us, and you've always been in our family. You've been the musical one. Uh, you picked up guitar when you were nine or something, right? Yeah, somewhere around there, Yeah, eight or nine. And I, you know, I, I took music one year in high school and learned the clarinet uh, and started learning scales and things, but you have something... Um, this gift, right, that you were just kind of born with that I think we have brought up on the show before. Yeah, it's a... Uh referred to as perfect pitch, mm-hmm. uh, which it definitely helps a lot, especially when you can't sight read, like we were saying. I mean, there's Braille music. Um, but yeah, being able to have that ear for music definitely is a huge help. And yeah, it's something I can't really explain. I was just born with it. So yeah, it just became, that's why I say you're the musical one naturally. It just came to you when you were young. And then you just realized that you, you know, you. it's like you said, re- seeing words and, and if you've known how to read, recognizing those words and how do you... How do you know those words? Well, you learn them, but it just sort of comes to you somehow, and it it never came to me. So I've always kind of struggled, um, you know, listening to notes, and I, you know, I've always loved music, listening to it, and whatever. But um, as far as learning, so I wanted to learn the violin for quite a while, and then I I just sort of went for it on one of my birthdays after turning thirty. I was trying a whole bunch of new things, so so I just thought, you know, I love the sound of that of the violin. I love, you know so much about it and I'd, I'd heard how hard it would be to play but I thought you know I'm not ever going to be some you know you know <laughs> uh, whatever expert or anything but um, just to be able to know how to play it and just just to give myself the challenge so yeah so I um, I found a teacher I found Gianna through you actually right Bri? Yeah a friend of mine I think did you did you work at the Academy of Music I did. for a little while? Yes I did and did you teach there, or what did you? What I did, did you do teach there? there. Yeah, I taught there for I think a couple years. Um, at, they have two locations in London, um, and I made some really good friends there. And through one of your friends, that's how I was introduced to Carrie. So I, th- I think that that's. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I got my violin. I rented one, and uh, eventually, would I purchased a, uh, a one, and I, um, I basically learned um, what the strings were called. There was four strings on this mm-hmm. violin. I mean, I. Had known about violence but I hadn't actually physically felt one maybe once or twice I had um, 
but you know, not being able to see instruments, I may have forgot what a violin was actually um, like. So then I got to feel it, and my uncle, whose musical taught me the, the notes, the strings, and um, E A D G basically. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I know something now. But <laughs> but yeah, then I uh, I just asked through um, Brian's friend, and we found Gianna and. Uh, so what do you find, you've taught a lot then, obviously. I have, What yes. do you find about playing it yourself and trying to learn over the years versus teaching it to someone else, like even just anyone? Um, that's a really good question. I think for me, I learn more about my own playing from teaching other people. And the reason that that is the case is because if I have to explain the way something is supposed to sound or explain a different feeling or explain why your hands are supposed to go a certain way, that I need to be able to um, break all those steps down in a way that you can understand and um, where to start. Because um, for me, because I've been playing for so long, I you know, kind of just experiment and develop um, and can hear, you know, the difference between a really, really great sound and maybe a sound that's not so great. And when you first start out, every sound is is very much the same. And if you don't really experiment that way, then it's really difficult to um, to hear those different sounds. So I think the teaching actually has helped me become a better player uh, just because I've had to break down all those different movements and motions in my playing. Yeah, it's sort of the idea of when you're solving a, a question or a math problem or something, not just giving the answer, but explaining the steps that are involved. Yeah. And if it's, you know, you're teaching, you're actually looking into how you got there instead of something that comes naturally to you because you've been playing for sure for such a long, long time. Yeah. That's what's funny about it. And that's what's great. So mm -hmm. like it doesn't, you know, it focus on the 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 steps and the journey of it, not the end results. <laughs> it's like after three years, I'm, you know, sort of we're moving on to other things. You know, you um, and I separating as student and teacher here, mm -hmm. and I just um, I'm looking back on on the past three years. But uh, you obviously realize over the years that you do love teaching, and that's why you're continuing on with your education. I yeah, see. I've always known I've wanted to be a teacher, even as a little girl. Um, oh, okay. I used to line up all my stuffed animals and actually teach them like lessons I learned at school that day, okay. um, which is really funny. But I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I never really wanted to be anything else. And uh, music for me is just such a, an amazing out outlet. I'm also an artist, so um, my second teachable is actually visual art. And so just the arts in general, um, and teaching the arts all in all types of ways. Um, I worked at an art studio and was teaching there for a while as well. So I absolutely just love teaching. It is by far my biggest passion, and I want to do it forever. So teaching anything is great. <laughs> but art especially, and, you art know, especially. to have the musical side and the visual art, you know, mm -hmm. that must, you know, I think that does wonders for anybody's brain, I would say. Um, but uh, so you've, te you, you've, you've had students um, from children all the way up to what's, what's your oldest student been my oldest was it student, me? <laughs> it was not you actually, my oldest student was about 65 years old and um, I actually met her through the academy that I used to work at here in London mm -hmm. and she was hilarious and uh, she was a really great time. She just retired and she, you know, really wanted to have a um, something to focus on and, you know, make some music. So we, uh, we had some fun, fun together. So it was really, really great. So as I was saying, like, I mean, I don't know, did you hesitate at all when you found out, oh, this student's reaching out to me, and she's, she's blind, you know, or did you just take it on as a challenge from the very... <laughs> no, I didn't I hesitate. Know. I was really excited. 
I, uh, I remember calling my mom and saying, you're never going to believe this is going to be really cool. I was like, I'm actually a little bit nervous. I was a little nervous because I had no idea how to first approach everything. Mm-hmm. or I didn't, And I didn't know um, how much you could see, if any, if any at all. So I didn't know... Um, you know, kind of how, what I was working with in that sense. So I was like, okay, I have to figure out how I'm going to explain certain things because I can't explain certain things saying, look at this. Yeah. It's a different approach. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to really, um, do a lot of, a lot of different research and a lot of, um, more talk about feelings of things. And even when I, you know, play on your arm, I find that helps my professors do that to me all the time. And I find that that really helps me. And I was thinking, well, maybe that will help her as well. So I think just experimenting together, we've had a lot of teamwork, even, um, when we were talking about the tapes on the violin where Mm -hmm. you to put your fingers and we were trying to experiment with different stickers and see if that would help. Um, and we ended up just going with none just because that will help listen more. It will help you listen more. Um, but just even that was something very new and very different. It's funny. I was going to bring that up, actually, as yeah. an example. Yeah. And as you know, as an, someone who is interested in art for all, of all kinds, you seem to take in, uh, the challenge on, you know, to go to all these craft stores and, you know, try different options. And so that sounded like fun. Yeah. No, it was really fun. It was really, um, it was a nice challenge to try to figure out. And I still haven't given up. I'm still trying to find something to see if it will work. But it was cool to experiment and to just hear your feedback, to see things that maybe frustrated you or things that weren't working out um, with uh, certain techniques or certain materials and um, just to kind of tweak that with you. And of course, everything everyone, you know, has a different sense for each instrument and what's comfortable and what's not. But just even in the way I'm explaining things, when I say, does that make sense or can I explain it a different way? Can I, you know, show you on your arm or something? Um, just to kind of be able to experiment with you to see if it's actually working or not or your understanding is has been really quite neat very good learning experience for myself well that's the thing for me uh picking up guitar just on my own i never actually took lessons um mm. i feel like guitar is more of a I, I probably don't play with proper technique always because i sort of figured out figured it out on my own whereas i feel like violin is an instrument that's very specific with like i've, I've tried violin before i borrowed one from a friend once and it's just such a different approach with the bow, and um, yeah. I don't know if it's a, if it's a harder instrument to sort of pick up without any professional training compared to other instruments. I think so, and the reason um, string instruments are that way is just based solely on the fact that um, in order to produce a really good sound, you need to have the proper technique. And in order to really know the proper technique, you need to have some lessons. And of course, you can fiddle around and you can play and all those different things and you can produce a pretty good sound. But if you want something that's very ringing and very, um, you want to be very dexterous in your hands and things like that, then you definitely should seek some some lessons just to get a basis for some technique. And then you can fly on your own and um, just to make sure that you're holding everything correctly and kind of have a nice toolbox of of uh, technique to bounce from so some of the few things that we've done uh, to help me you know learn uh, we've um, so I record a lot on my um, iPhone uh, you'll mm-hmm. play a scale or you'll play a part of a song and you'll say the notes and things and I'll record that and it's helpful when there is a piano in our practice room uh, we yeah. get so then you can or you have sometimes you have your violin and those are some of my favorite times when a few times when it seems like I can 
you know, join in a little bit in something and we do it together. It sounds yeah. kind of nice. Um, but little things like that, uh, I guess, any other dif- big differences you notice, obviously, in teaching me versus any other students you've had? Um, just the way to describe things? Like, I mean, as yeah. even knowing you knowing I'm a writer, you, you sometimes will describe with really good uh, metaphors and yes. things. <laughs> about the, the richness of the sound should be this, you know. Wow. Yeah. So have you done that? Have you learned that some of that through, like, teaching art, too, <laughs> visual? and? Yeah, I think for me... Um, I really try to, I teach every student very differently in the sense that I really get to know them. And, you know, if I have a student that loves, I don't know, baseball, for example, then I'm really going to try to make a lot of metaphors and links to baseball um, because that's what they really love and they're they're really excited about and really passionate about. And I try to draw parallels to understand, you know, for them to link things together. Um, But other than that, I... I really just, with you, it was different because it's a lot more about how it feels versus what it looks like and then how it feels, right? So I'm like, okay, do you see how your bow is straight? And we worked a lot on that when we first met. We talked about a really straight bow and how that affects your sound. But of course, you can see if the bow is straight. So I would, you know, ask you, um, do you hear the different sounds of when your bow is straight and when your bow is crooked? Or do you feel your bow being you know, left or right crooked and things like that. And then we would experiment with how it sounds. And then you would get the feeling in your arm and now you have no problem with your straight bow, right? So I think it was more experimenting with my words about how certain things um, will feel and kind of just working with you getting your feedback versus kind of relating um, to what it looks like, which is a really easy thing to do. And I didn't realize how much I relied on that. Yeah, how much you do that naturally. Yeah, I naturally do that instead of actually explaining it a different way. And sometimes I even still catch myself. I'm like, wait, I can't use that. (laughs) So (laughs) it's amazing how much I actually relied on that. And I never realized that before. So that was was a really big eye-opener for me, for sure. And another difference is that with the guitar, there's there's actual frets that you can feel, Mm -hmm. which helps, especially in the beginning. I mean, over time, you want to get good so that you don't have to be counting all the time you want to you want the motion to feel natural when you slide up to the 12th fret mm-hmm. um, and it took me kind of ye- like years to sort of really get comfortable with slides and stuff like that where I st- did have to do it by feel and the violin having no frets at all and being so small compared to a <laughs> <laughs> compared to the instruments I play is is also fascinating to me because it's just such a tiny instrument yeah. with no no frets that you can feel so no frets um, yeah <laughs> it's all by feeling it's all by all by knowing and and listening. So it, now, is it like is it like a lot of they they say with instruments? Naturally, people do look, but the best musicians aren't constantly looking at their hands and looking at what they're doing because they, it becomes natural to them. So, how often do you when you play? Are you looking at? Um, I play. I practice a lot um, with a mirror, actually, just to make sure my hands are moving correctly. Um, then I'll just listen to what it sounds like. I don't really actively watch my hands. Right. Um, even in a performance, I don't actively watch my hands. I, I sometimes close my eyes, or I'm just really in my own kind of zone. If I do, then I'll watch my left hand just because it's in my vision. Um, but not anymore. It's all just muscle memory. And the more you practice, the more that it's it's in there for sure. But when you first start, absolutely every student, they always either are watching their music or they're watching their hands, trying to make sure that their hands are right on the tapes, which we were talking about before. Um, 
And uh, it's less about listening, more about watching, unfortunately. It should be the other way around. And <laughs> in some ways, that's that's a good thing, an advantage for blind people because they're not depending on yes. watching it. Uh, but on at, at the, at the other hand, it could be a, maybe a little more challenging in the beginning. Uh, I mean, it's challenging yeah. for everyone in the beginning, but um, yeah, it's... It's interesting. Yeah, challenging in the beginning for sure, I think, just because you're trying to figure out where everything goes and you can't really tell if your hands are right and just by feel, right? Everything's by feel. So I think that just that is for sure definitely more challenging. But it goes to show that anyone who might see someone who's blind and be like, oh, how, how would they play that? Then if they realize that it's generally not, you're not watching if you're a good player, you're you're doing it all by feel anyway. So absolutely. It's, it shouldn't matter if someone can see or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's great. I don't think that it should deter anyone who's blind from learning an instrument at all. I think it's possible no matter what. <laughs> and obviously, there's the you know the stereotypical blind people and their piano or whatever. Um, but uh, there's so many instruments out there, and I just always thought the violin was the most beautiful one of all. So that's why I did that. But you know, it's great that you. I mean that you have such a passion for teaching also because mm-hmm. it just made it a lot the last three years so much more um, so much more helpful and Good. I've learned so much about the instrument itself from you and things like that and um, I, like I said I have our recordings <laughs> to, to go by so I'm not sure where I'm going from here with the violin but I you know I think I, it, that is great to hear that you learn from you know your the other person as much as um, they've taught you something Oh, for sure. Always. No matter what the student, no matter what the age, it's always about finding what works for them and um, what kind of wording works for them, what kinds of techniques work for them. (laughs) But to be patient, you know, with with a student who, you know, isn't coming, you know, I don't know how you look at that sort of thing, how you're just a patient person in general. (laughs) uh. I am actually not a patient person in general, but I'm a very patient teacher. To be a teacher. That's the only time I'm very patient, which is really funny. But in my everyday life, when I'm not teaching something, I'm not the most patient person. I wish I was, but the only time it comes out is when I'm a teacher, which is, I guess, when it counts. So that's okay. (laughs) So you you recently had your final recital performance? I did, yes. It was on the 9th of March, yes. So that sounds like that went well. Unfortunately, I was out of town and I had to miss it, but I have heard you play live. Yeah, I caught one as well with with Carrie, uh, what was that, a year? Yeah, Yeah, last year. I think last last year, yeah. It's on my Facebook page if you ever want to check it out. Um, Yeah, it went really, really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, uh, it went really well. It was really fun. It was a 20-year celebration. Like I said earlier, I've been playing for 20 years now. So it was kind of a a nice timing-wise, uh, just because I'm graduating from Western this year, and also it's this 20-year anniversary. So it was a big recital. It was a lot of fun, and I had a, a lot of different friends come out and family members. So it was really special. And you said you've been here for six years, I think, right? Yeah, Is that so I did my undergrad um, degree here in music education and visual arts and then I went on to do a master's in music performance and literature so I'm just finishing up oh and literature right not literature as in oh, books okay. literature as in like yeah. music, music literature, literature. <laughs> music I know literature. people say that too and I always want so to opt is, it out what does that mean then 
specifically music literature. I guess I haven't heard it that said that way. Yeah. So in music, we have obviously a lot of different composers. We have a lot of mm-hmm. different time periods. Um, we talk a lot about what it means to choose, you know, the right types of music, the right types of um yeah, you talk additions. a lot about Baroque. Baroque, period, yeah. yeah, Baroque and period instruments. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different um, elements that go into classical music, and there's a lot of different uh, music that's out there, obviously. And there's also a lot of different versions or editions of mm-hmm. these musical um, pieces. And so just learning to pick the right types of editions and um, different ways to perform and what it means to be authentic to the piece and the performance and to the composer um, are all the kinds of things that we talk about on top of our, you know, everyday practicing and playing and performing. So it's um, that's kind of what it refers to when we say literature. So what would you like to do eventually teaching wise or I would like to be a high school teacher, a uh, music teacher okay. in um hopefully one day in a arts high school. Oh, um, arts high school. Yeah, an arts high school. I also um just if it's possible, I'd like to have my own kind of like private studio right. on the side. Yeah, I, I wanted to say you still want to yeah. hope to teach violin. Yeah, I hope to still teach violin, and I hope one day in my um, teaching career that I'll be able to actually teach um, some string programs in schools or develop some. That would be something I would be really interested in doing. Um, And also, um, I love volunteering in community centers, uh, youth community centers, so maybe along the way kind of thinking about how to bring music and art more into those areas as well. We always, that's why we love Radio Western and um, we're a very very artistic people and so that's all very important, we think should be considered more important in society than it is. For sure. Um, And I do um, I I do want to congratulate you again on this next step and all you've accomplished and I will miss you as a teacher here in London. too. Uh, But uh, excited to hear what what happens with you in the future. And uh, yeah, I know it's tough. Three years flew flies by, right? Yeah, it seems like just yesterday. And I know it's been Carrie's been loving it so much. And oh, good. Things, how will I find change is always like change you. is always I'd, tough. And every teacher is yeah. different, right? Um, <laughs> and but yeah, I mean, uh, we both learn from each other, so that's great. And uh, I love yeah. the violin even more since you show me what's possible with it. So. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm gonna miss you too. And I know we'll keep in touch. And I know that we'll have. Um, more fun playing together in the future, I'm sure. I won't be too far away, that's right. for sure. Yeah, you're, you're not leaving Canada. But, no, uh. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, hopefully more blind people start learning the violin and maybe you'll teach someone else yeah. who's blind someday. And, and I'll learn even more, even more things I didn't know, which is amazing. That's what I love. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this is Outlook and you can find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And thank you, Gianna. And uh, we'll you. see you uh, all next week. Good luck. Sounds good. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.